be invited back after uh, previous times here. So thank you very much. Um, we're going to be looking at Ruth chapter 4. If you'd like to turn in your Bibles there to Ruth chapter 4. We're going to be looking at the first 12 verses together. And before we read it together, I'd like to introduce it a little bit so we can read it well with good hearing. This section is all about redemption. Redemption. Redemption is about how we are made right with God and with his world. And the question that humanity asks quite often is, how do we do that? How are we made right with God and with his world? Since the fall of Adam and Eve, humanity has always been aware that we are not all that we ought to be. And there's something wrong in this creation. We have an obligation to do something about it. And so we're constantly trying to make things better. We're constantly trying to fix what is wrong in this world. Well, how we try to make things right, has, how we go about that, comes in all manner of ways that we have attempted to. But really, there's, there, when you boil it all down, there's really only two options of how to go about trying to make yourself right with God and his world. And that is God's way or your own way. And if you listen carefully, you can hear people going their own way, trying to make themselves right with God and with his world. If you listen carefully, you can hear it as people judge themselves and others as to how things should be. And the Apostle Paul, I think, captured it well when he said that the creation is groaning, awaiting for redemption. We're looking for someone, for something to make everything right. Well, some take uh, different ways of trying to find a way of making themselves feel right, at least in the moment. They try to satisfy that itch, that urge that we all have. And, and some try to submit themselves in, in a way that they do their best to do what seems right to them. And so they will try to follow that light of nature that God has given all of us, their conscience or they will seek to follow a religion or something that they have put together for themselves or by other people. And they find, try to find that peace, that reconciliation through submission to the things that they feel obligated to. And others take a different route. They try to rule over this world and they try to bring the world into subjection to them and to their will. And, and only then will this world be unified. And only then will they find that peace and that, that wholeness that they are looking for. So many attempt by various ways to try to fill that void, fill that need in their life. But these approaches that come from ourselves that come from going our own way by trying to do what we see is right in our own eye only leads us further from God and further from the truth. Because you can't get to the top of the mountain without making uh, your compass point at the top of the mountain. You can't get to where you want to unless you're pointed at the thing you want to get to and achieve and given us what we need to know to be reconciled with him once again. Right from the time when Adam and Eve went into rebellion against God, taking all of humanity with them, right at that very moment, God confronted Adam and Eve. 
and he challenged them on their sin. And in his judgment, he gave them a prophetic word that told them how he's going to redeem them and how he's going to redeem the world. He said, the seed of the woman will crush the head of the serpent. And so God promised a Messiah, a, a promised one, an appointed one would come and deal with the head of the rebellion. And we will receive this earth to rule and reign with him forever. He's bringing all of that to pass. But we have to go about being redeemed through his process, through his means. And he's told us what those things are. And God has been consistent about how he redeems humanity, how he calls us back to himself. Throughout all of humanity, he's, he's given us the promise of a Messiah, either to look forward to or look back to in faith that that Messiah will take care of our issue that, of sin that separates us from God. And so God has been clear about these things. And one of the things I want to highlight about this passage that we're going to look at today in the book of Ruth is that God's process of redeeming his people is the same back at this time as it is today. Two men of the elders of the city and said, sit down here. So they sat down. And then he said to the redeemer, Naomi, who has come back from the country of Moab, is selling the parcel of land that belonged to our relative Elimelech. So I thought I would tell you of it and say, buy it in the presence of these sitting here and in the presence of the elders of my people. If you will redeem it, redeem it. But if you will not, tell me that I may know, for there was no one besides you to redeem it, and I come after you. And he said, I will redeem it. Then Boaz said, The day you buy the field from the hand of Naomi, you also acquire Ruth the Moabite, the widow of the dead, in order to perpetuate the name of the dead in his inheritance. Then the Redeemer said, I cannot redeem it for myself, who together built up the house of Israel. May you act worthily in Ephrathah and be renowned in Bethlehem. And may your house be like the house of Perez, whom Tamar bore to Judah, because of the offspring that the Lord will give you by this young woman. What do we learn here about redemption from this passage? What is God showing us about his pattern of redeeming his people that has been the same yesterday, today, and will be tomorrow. Well, the first thing that I noticed in this passage was that God legally redeems his people alone. Alone. He alone brings about the legal... They have to rely on the system that God has set up to bring that about. And in this case, they have a representative. They have Boaz, a redeemer, who has given them their word. I will make sure you're taken care of. I will make sure that you have all that you need. And he did so, whether, he said, whether I can redeem you myself or whether this, this other man who's legally in a position to redeem you before me, whether he does it. One way or the other, I will make sure you are taken care of. And Naomi and Ruth took comfort in that promise. And they rested in that promise. And they allowed their Redeemer 
to act on their behalf and to redeem them in this legal setting. And so we see that as Boaz acted alone to redeem these people, this is actually how God redeems his people. When the Messiah came, he came to legally redeem us from our condemnation to sin. And none of us could do anything to relieve ourselves from that condemnation. We had to rely totally on the one that God had sent to redeem us, Jesus Christ, to accomplish that work on our behalf. And everybody who has tried to bring about their own redemption in their own strength has found themselves to be condemned by the law of God, which says there is none righteous, no, not even one. We have all fallen short. We have all been less than what we ought to be, and not one of us can stand when it comes to being relieved from the burden of the condemnation of sin in our lives. Not one. And that's why God had to send this Messiah. Because we were helpless. Because we were unable to take care of this debt ourselves. And God in his love, wanted to redeem us, and so he sent a Messiah, a Messiah who would come and save us from that penalty of sin. And so Jesus came around 2,000 years ago to the land of Israel, and he came and he lived a perfect life, earning the promise that God had given to our father Adam, that if you do what is right, you will live forever. He fulfilled that duty, that obligation that you and I as human beings have. He fulfilled it. He earned the right to have eternal life. That's why he was raised from the dead. That's why he was glorified. And that's why he promises that those who are part of his people, those who follow after him and follow him in faith, they will follow the same pattern. They will receive the promise that God has for all those who are perfect before him. Because Christ was perfect as a representative. He earned the right for eternal life on our behalf. But he also took care of our debt, the debt that we have incurred by failing to be faithful to God, the debt that we earned by being represented by Adam as descendants of him. He is our king, led our whole entire race in rebellion against God. And so we are condemned for that. And lest we say that's not fair, someone else made a decision that condemns me. Um, all of us have gone the same way. We're all guilty. Um, I have five children, and I can tell you at a very, very young age, they show that sin nature is in them. In fact, I remember with each one of my children, we had a day of defiance, as I called it. <laughs> I won't pick on them too much, but I think we all have to go through this. The day where you test that authority. And every single one of them had that day where they tested us. And it was very young. It was less than two years of age. They were testing us to see if we would be strong and if they had to follow our authority. And they found out one by one that they do. And thank God they've been a wonderful group of children. And 
I'm very thankful for them. I'll praise them now because uh, they, they are worthy of it. I very rarely have to discipline them, and I'm very honored and privileged to have yourself. Only God, only Jesus could do that for us. And, and God alone came and brought our redemption. And boy, am I thankful for that. Because it's such a burden trying to earn your righteousness before God, is it not? Many people have tried. Um, one of the famous people is Martin Luther. Um, he was one who tried to earn his righteousness before God by chastising himself and burdening himself. And he, he beat himself with whips. He, he deprived himself of so many pleasures in life, trying to earn some favor with God as if that would earn any favor with him. Uh, and he found that that was not a path that would lead to redemption. No, you cannot redeem yourself. Only God alone can bring about your redemption. And we see that patterned a thousand years before Jesus came with the people of God, even back at that time. You are relieved from earning your own redemption legally. God has earned it for you. What a blessing. That is good news, is it not? Well, God has and always will bring about our legal redemption alone. And God's legal redemption redeems his people according to the law. According to the law. Um, you will notice that when Boaz came, he recognized the rights of the near kinsmen. And, and yet, even though he wanted to redeem Ruth, and Naomi himself, he had to give to that legal precedent. He had to allow the system to work its way out. And Boaz worked through the system, the right system, to bring about this redemption. He didn't try to do things underhandedly or his own way. No, he gave in to the rule of law and recognized its place. And he re he worked to redeem these young ladies, not young, <laughs> worked to redeem these ladies, these widows, um, through the proper channels, according to the law. And so we see him going to the city gate, the place where these legal uh, meetings take place. We see him gathering elders as witnesses, and we see him putting everything in place so that everything is done properly and right. And then he even gave this other redeemer, his first right by recognizing, hey, you come before me. Redeem these ladies or, or pass it off to me because I'm next. He, he recognized that legal uh, path and he did not circumvent or try to manipulate it. He could have. He could have done some other ways. He could have tried. He could have just married Ruth or, or done things in his own way, and maybe he was powerful enough, maybe he could have prevented those, the, the issues that would have resulted from coming down on him. I don't know. But he didn't. He, he, again, did things right and proper according to the law. You know, in our, in our day and age, we like to talk about uh, superheroes like Batman and those kinds of uh, people who who take the law and matters of justice into their own hands apart from the law. 
And if you've ever seen the Lego Batman movie, um, I recommend it. It's worth watching. It starts off with the mayor of the town lecturing Batman about all of his failures to bring justice to bear on the bad people. Sure, he beat them up. Sure, he won little battles, but he never won the war. And the mayor encouraged him, join with the law, join with just with us to bring about justice. You can't do this alone. It's a great movie. What did you learn in church today? <laughs> anyway, that's very true. Justice cannot come apart from the law, especially when it comes to circumventing God's law to bring about our redemption. That cannot be. Those things are not compatible. Um, and there's this idea that God will just, you know, let his law and his justice go because he loves us so much. He'll just bypass all of, all of those uh, laws that we've broken and, and all of the condemnation that we deserve because he loves us so much. But my friends, God is loving, yes, but he's also just, and he does not circumvent his law. He does not circumvent what is right and what is good. No, he redeems us in and according to the law. And so we see God works within the law to redeem his people um, by, by paying the penalty for our sin. He doesn't just forgive it and forget it. No, he pays for it. And again, that is why Jesus had to come to pay for our sins. Had that not been the case, the condemnation of the law would still remain on us. But God's free, God redeems his people according to wisdom as well by working through the law. And this is seen in this passage by how Boaz used wisdom to approach the legal redemption that he brought to Naomi and Ruth. Uh, you might notice that he didn't just walk in there and, and say, I want these ladies redeemed, let's make it happen. Um, he, he took steps. Uh, to, make, to bring this redemption about. Um, when he um, got there, um, he interviewed the, the other redeemer. And he didn't just presume that the other redeemer would, um, would do what is right. He t instead took things one step at a time. And so he started off by asking this man, um, if he would redeem the land. And in doing so, he's, he's actually qualifying this redeemer to see if he's a qualified redeemer that will do what is right for Naomi and Ruth. And so he asks him, will you redeem the land? And he just brings it up as a land deal. And of course, this guy's like, hey, I can buy that land. Uh, that's awesome. And, and what he was thinking at the time, apparently, was that... Um, if he purchased this land from Naomi, Naomi's old enough to not have children, he wouldn't have to raise up a child who would then inherit that property when the child gets of age. And so he's thinking, I can expand my property. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Yes, 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 I will make that happen. But then after he agrees to that, um, showing that he's able technically to redeem this land he has the means um, then Boaz comes back with another question he says oh yeah when you get the land and it comes with some strings attached to it there's Ruth 
you have to marry Ruth and raise up a child with her that will inherit that land. And suddenly he finds himself not in a position to take advantage of this opportunity. Hmm. That's suspicious. I find that very suspicious. Uh, and so what we see here is Boaz very wisely qualifies this Redeemer to make sure that they're getting the Redeemer who will take care of all their needs. And he used wisdom to do that. Um, my friends, when you, when you enter into the world, uh, into uh, challenges, we, we need wisdom. Much of the Bible is filled with wisdom literature to help us navigate through difficult times. And the last thing that I saw here in this passage is that God legally redeems his people according to love. You know, what Boaz did, um, this is seen in, in the effort that Boaz took to redeem Naomi and Ruth. That's got to be motivated by love. It wasn't easy. Uh, Boaz had to confront somebody, and some of us here don't like confrontation, right? You guys have seen Toy Story with the dinosaur? I don't like confrontation. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of people like that. It, confrontation is hard. It's difficult. Um, it puts us on the spot, and it's, it's, a, it's actually being combative with thoughts and ideas and words, and, and it's really challenging. And it takes love to be willing to do that. In fact, um, one of the greatest shows of love is, is by uh, mothers who will do anything to save their children. Uh, that's one of those signs where that love kicks in. And even though sometimes, um, I'll see this in the animal kingdom, sometimes a, a mother and her babies are cornered and, and the mother knows there's no way out, but I can at least provide a way for my children to get out. And in love, she sacrifices herself. It takes love to be motivated to do those hard things. And, and that's exactly what we see here from Boaz. In love, he was motivated to bring about the redemption of Naomi and Ruth. Um, in chapter 3, it was established that Boaz had no legal obligation to do anything for, for Naomi and Ruth. As long as he was the second redeemer, he had no obligation. He could sit back and be completely in line with the law and do nothing. But in love, he stepped up to the plate. He took on the hard work, and he did whatever it took to bring about these ladies' redemption. And I see that redemption motivated by love beautifully pictured here in what Boaz does for these ladies. And God, of course, is also motivated in love by his uh, desire to redeem us, is he not? Um, for what Jesus has done is far greater, far greater than what Boaz ever did for those people. When you compare the two, it's not even close. Although Boaz, what he did was amazing and was noble. Uh, when you see what he did compared to Christ, it pales in comparison for Boaz, he redeemed his family who loved him. But Christ redeemed those who hated him. Us, his enemies. 
That takes love. To love your enemies is incredibly difficult. Especially those who are actively trying to harm you. It is so hard to see them in love. But Christ was great in that he loved us so much that while we were yet sinners, while we were yet enemies, he made the ultimate sacrifice for us. He laid down his life for you and for me. Only love can explain that. Only love. Boaz redeemed a small family for a temporary span of time. Um, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Ruth and Naomi, 1,500 years ago, they died. Uh, they're not with us anymore. The, the problem that Boaz resolved is irrelevant right now. It was great for the time, but that time has gone. Where Christ, he's redeeming a portion of the human race for all of eternity. It doesn't even compare. He's far greater as a redeemer. And again, he didn't have to. When Adam and Eve rebelled, he could have just crushed them right there and made a new creature. But for some reason, and I'll tell you why, love, and love, he cared for us as a human race. Knowing all the pain, all the suffering, all the sin that was going to come, he still chose to go about the process of doing the hard work, of redeeming people like you and people like me because of love. Again, the two don't compare. Boaz went above and beyond what he was required to do, and Christ also went above and beyond, far beyond what we can even imagine. For Christ left heaven he left glory, he left riches, and came down to be permanently wed with a human body and go through living in this dumpster of a world, as beautiful and wonderful as it is at times. But all things considered, compared to heaven, it's a dumpster. So that he could redeem you and me. And he laid down his life, the ultimate sacrifice, being tortured to death. For you and for me. He did that. That's above and beyond. And then he didn't stop there. I love what this verse says in 1 Corinthians. It says, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor has entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. God has been working from the time that he's ascended into heaven to prepare a place for us. And uh, some people like to say it took six days to create this world and God's been, or Jesus has been gone for 2,000 years creating the next one, so it's going to be that much more wonderful. I don't know. I mean, that's, that's a good thought and all, but uh, I, I know that God is creating something beyond what we can imagine. That's, that's what he's told us. And He's gone above and beyond in love to redeem you and me and do all of this for us. He didn't have to. In fact, uh, if you'll recall, there is another class of creatures that God has created that he did not redeem, and that's the angels. When the angels fell, they received no opportunity for repentance, no opportunity for redemption. They were cut off for eternity. Why us? 
Why us? Because God loved us. That's all I can say. Because he loved us. And that motivated him to bring about our redemption. So as we look at this story of old, and we see God working in his people in times past to bring about their redemption, it shows us a picture of how God is redeeming his people and his plan of redemption that has been the same yesterday, today, and will be tomorrow until he comes and brings about our full redemption and restores this world. When God redeems, he redeems us alone, apart from our efforts. He redeems us according to the law. He redeems us through wisdom and motivated by love. And I call on you today as his representative to believe God's promise that all who look to him as their savior will receive the forgiveness of their sins and will receive that eternal life that he has received. As the, let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you today for this encouraging passage Lord, that teaches us about your plan of redemption. Lord, I thank you that you have not left it to us to find a way to redeem ourselves. Lord, you have shared with us your plan from the beginning. And you have called upon us to believe your promises and follow after you and to share this good news with others that your grace is free, your forgiveness is free. It's paid for, paid for by you who loved us and did all the hard work to redeem us. And all you require of us, Lord, is just to receive it in faith. Lord, give us that faith. Call people that will believe you to yourself even today, Lord. We ask this according to your revealed will. Amen.